Congratulations, everybody. You've just shaved at least three to five years off of your journey in the motion picture industry, meaning you're going to get to where you want to go quicker. Do you know why? Because you're listening to this podcast. Welcome to Pod of Seals. My name is Hamad Zaidi, and I'm here to help you get to where you want to go faster, stronger, quicker, and far more bionic. Now, please let me share how I plan to get you there by telling you a little bit more about me. First and foremost, I am the founder of the Lonely Seal family of companies. Now, while that means nothing to you right now, (laughs) and it may not mean anything to you after, just know that all of my companies have one clear focus, and that is to try to make the world a better place. Let's start with Lonely Seal Releasing. That is a film and television distribution and sales company which means that I go around the world to buy and sell independent movies. I am a certified buyer at most film festivals and film sales markets around the world, including Cannes, Berlin, AFM, Hong Kong, Tokyo, and a host of others. Thus, I do have all of my fingers on the pulse of what genres are selling, what countries are buying what, and the best way to approach sales not only here in America, in lovely Redondo Beach is where I am, by the way, but also in various countries around the world. Another division of my little mini universe (laughs) is the Lonely Seal International Film, Screenplay, and Music Festival. Yes, it's just another film festival. But the truth is, we've actually made a bit of a dent since we started in October of 2018. We've already been recognized multiple times over as a top 100 best-reviewed film festival on Film Freeway. And I'll tell you, the festival is a lot of fun. It takes place at the Regent Theater in Arlington, Massachusetts, in the Boston area. And the Regent is a 103-year-old classic cinema house that used to actually be a vaudeville house. We're also starting the Lonely Seal Traveling Film Festival in 2020. And way later in 2020, we're going to build Lonely Seal Streaming, which is going to be a home for indie films who are getting shut out of Netflix, Hulu, and all the other major OTT networks. On my creative side, I'm a member of both the Writers Guild of America and the Producers Guild of America. Aside from that, I've been involved with film festivals for almost 25 years. The first one I ever judged was Flickrfest, this incredible short film festival on Bondi Beach in Sydney, Australia. I actually judged that both in 1997 and in 1998. From then on, I did a lot of regional festivals in Kansas City, Temecula, Nashville, a couple other places. And then I went on to be a world cinema screener at Sundance, a panelist at Slamdance for multiple years, and a filmmaker advisor at South by Southwest. So I've done the film festival thing for quite a long time. And if that's still not enough for you, well, guess what? I also wrote a weekly column on Film Threat for five years. My column was called Going Bionic, and it was so much fun because I wrote it as I was traveling around the world. A new article came out every Tuesday. Film Threat published 256 articles, and all of them were either about the world of international film distribution, 
or they were strategy articles for writers, producers, and directors trying to help everybody find a way to sell their stuff. Should you be interested in taking a look at it, now there's over 300 articles and they all rest on goingbionic.com. Aside from that, I'm also a graduate of the UCLA School of Film. So that's me, Hamad Zaidi, that's my past, and that's why I think my last 25, 27, 28 years of doing this is most certainly going to help you along your journey. So let's go ahead and dive right into this. Today's topic, as you may know, is called Development Hell. Now, for those of you worried about it, don't worry. It's going to wind up positive because we're here to help. We're not here to bash. Development hell is a term coined by screenwriters who sell their screenplays to the motion picture studios. More often than not, development takes many years if the motion picture ever gets made at all. Now, since most of the people listening to this podcast are likely independent screenwriters, for you, your development hell is, here you are listening to this podcast. You've got this great screenplay that you can either finish throw away, (laughs) or find a way to finance. And trust me, I've been there in all three of those. How do I get it out there? How do I get noticed? And ultimately, how do I get it made? So today we're going to discuss three things to help you get your screenplay a date that will hopefully turn into a long-lasting relationship and a marriage with either a producer, a financier, a film festival, or the big kahuna a motion picture studio. All right, here we go. The first thing that you need to do is eliminate all of the reasons that people could say no to your screenplay. You can start by making sure the length of your script is exactly where the readers would like it to be. While people used to believe that 120 pages was the standard length, guess what? Those people are now severely outdated, just like leg warmers. These days, you never want to write a screenplay longer than 110 pages. You never want to write a comedy longer than 105 pages. Most comedies are between 95 and 100 pages, and most dramas try to be under 105. 110 is the max where you'd like it to be. Now, for those of you out there saying, this guy's an idiot, I know that Quentin Tarantino writes 150-page screenplays. Well, guess what? I might be an idiot, but I'd know this. Tarantino has two Oscars for best screenplay. Once you get two Oscars for best screenplay, you can write to your heart's content. But until then, you should really probably just try to write to the industry standards. Because if you don't, you will, of course, give your reader a reason to say no, even before he or she gives you a fair shot. You may also want to omit your copyright number, and your Writers Guild registration number on the front cover of your script. Now, when I say this, a lot of writers say, man, no way. If I don't put my number on it, they're going to steal from me. Well, guess what? By putting your registration number and or your copyright number on the front cover of your screenplay, you are effectively telling the powers that be that you think they are going to steal your work. So trust me on this, putting your registration number and or your copyright number on the front cover of your script will make you look like a novice. All you have to do is put 
copyright the year and your name. That's it. Leave all the registration numbers off. That will help them know that you might know what you're talking about. And of course, do not, under any circumstances, put the draft number on the front cover of your script. Don't say it's a first draft because they won't take you seriously. And don't say it's a 92nd draft or a 38th draft or a 19th draft because they're going to think, if this person can't get it right after all of these attempts through all of these drafts, then they may not be a writer that we can work with. Now let's jump over to our second point, genres. One of the most important elements that will decide how much or how little your screenplay is worth. Now, like I mentioned before, I'm an international cinema buyer at the Cannes Film Festival of Berlin, Hong Kong, Tokyo, and various other markets around the world. Thus, I have my fingers on the exact pulse of what's selling to what country for how much. So, let me give a quick rundown of what genres work, what genres don't work, and why that's the case. For starters, action films always work. Do you know why? It's really simple, actually. They work because you don't need to know the language they were made in to understand the story. That is also the exact reason, actually, that comedies are really difficult to sell in any country outside of the one they were made in. Of course, the reason being, what's funny in the United States may not be funny in Zimbabwe. But you know, comedies do way better than romantic comedies, because the truth is, rom-coms almost never do well in any country. Now, I love romantic comedies, but you can count on one or two hands max the amount of highly successful romantic comedies at the box office. In addition to those genres, thrillers tend to do really well, as do extremely well-told horror films. I say extremely well-told because it really has to be well-told. So if you're going to make a horror film, try to strive for Jordan Peele's Get Out as opposed to a slasher film. Now let's jump to the third point, the third and final point for our maiden voyage, and that is playing the calendar game. What that means, of course, is that there are certain months throughout the year that are far better than others to submit your work in. Namely, January through May are excellent months to submit your stuff, especially January. And of course, there is another reason for that, that's because it's the beginning of the year. All of the executives are back from vacation. Everyone's rested. Everyone's happy. All of the production budgets are filled to the very top, and everyone's raring to go. November and December are the absolute worst months to submit anything. And the reason for that, of course, is that everyone's about to go on vacation, right? So just think about it. If you submit a project in mid-November, it won't even be considered until the first week of January. You've got Thanksgiving, the holiday season, and New Year's Eve. So again, your screenplay won't even be thought about until the new year anyway. The problem with that is, now that a new year has rolled in, your screenplay is considered old. That's right. Regardless of the fact that you just submitted it five or six weeks earlier, 
and they promised you that they were so excited to read it, blah, 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 blah. The truth is, a new year has rolled around. And because of that, they've already been submitted several brand new projects, all of which feel brand new and fresh. And your project suddenly feels old to them because it was submitted last year. So there you have it. Three key points to help you with the development of your screenplay. If you follow these tactics, I promise you, you will save time and your journey will be shorter as promised. That's it for today. But before I go, I just wanted to say, if you did enjoy listening to Pod of Seals, please subscribe to us and help us spread the word by telling your friends all about what we're doing. If you would like to submit to our film, screenplay, and music festival, you can do so two ways. First and foremost, just go directly to our website, LonelySealFestival.com. Check out what we're doing. Read our 70-plus five-star reviews. And then just click on the Film Freeway submission button that will take you right to Film Freeway. Of course, you can also just go straight to Film Freeway and search Lonely Seal and everything will come up there. When you submit, we'd also be very happy to give you a 20% discount code. Just use Pod of Seals 20. That's Pod of Seals 20 when applying on Film Freeway and you'll get 20% off. Our email address is podofseals at lonelyseal.com. Once again, that's podofseals at lonelyseal.com. And if you're interested in doing a far deeper dive like a lot of SEALs do, I mean really getting into these topics and learning a lot more, we're just about to start building an online training program. The program will eventually be at lonelysealtraining.com. Once again, that's LonelySealTraining.com. So if you are interested in learning a lot more, please go to that website, LonelySealTraining.com, and just fill out the pertinent information so we can contact you when we're ready to roll. Of course, when that happens, which should be early 2020, we will provide you with an additional discount code just for signing up early. Okay, thanks again for listening to Pod of Seals. I'm Hamad Zaidi, the Lonely Seal, and I deeply appreciate you lending me your ears. 